Zola. So Zola is a dark comedy, and I believe it's the first film ever to be based on a Twitter thread. And this particular Twitter thread went viral several years ago. I forget what year was exactly. I mean, it was like 2016, 2015. 2015. Yeah. I think it's 2015. And yeah. Yeah, the Twitter thread itself, you can go read it now. It's by Asia Zola King, Zola being like her like her nickname, or uh, I forget how she refers to that name for herself. Well, but, I, uh, yeah. one correction. I believe the Twitter thread is deleted, but you can see screenshots of it pretty easily online. Yeah, yeah, it's accessible. It's acce- you, you can find it <laughs> for sure. And in this movie, they reference the thread throughout. Like at certain points in this movie when there is – a line of dialogue i think straight from the twitter thread you hear like the tweet sound beep beep you know not beep beep but it's like a the whistle whatever it is yeah the little whistle uh, better yeah. than i was doing but uh, yeah the reason this thread went viral is because zola her, she went on this kind of unpredictable chaotic I don't want to call it adventure, but it's a story, all right? And it's it's something that is pretty harrowing. And reading it on Twitter, you're just like, holy cow. Like, how did somebody actually went through this? Uh, to the point where you wonder, like, did this actually happen, you know? And this is, according to the people involved, a, a real story. And it's about a woman who kind of gets roped into uh, some unpredictable shenanigans down in Florida, which turns into... I believe, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to give away here necessarily, uh, but I'll just say this. Things happen. (laughs) And the person playing Zola in this movie is Taylor Page. We saw her pretty, we saw Taylor Page pretty recently in Boogie and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah. Who else? She was uh, also with Coleman Domingo in that film. In that movie, yeah, Coleman Domingo also in this film. But the other main character here who plays Zola's kind of new friend is uh, Riley Keough, plays Stephanie. And Riley Keough we've seen in all kinds of things. One of my favorite actors working today, you know, especially like one of the more under, I think, underappreciated in some ways. I I know people like her, but like sometimes Mm. I just don't think people, I think people still underestimate her. I'll put it that way, especially with a movie like the devil all the time and Mm -hmm. under the silver lake. And she always brings Mm. it even in it comes at night, a movie that I Mm -hmm. certainly wasn't the biggest fan of. I I think that she's a a shining star in that. Yeah. I mean, I think she is an indie darling and I also really like her performance in American honey, which this movie reminded me of quite a bit. Yeah, Sasha Lane. You can also catch her on Loki right now. Which uh, will I think that's your favorite show? You've been telling people not. Loki? I have not watched a single episode <laughs> of it. I think I actually did see a trailer for it though. But otherwise, have seen none of it. Hmm. Loki. You know, one of the, it's the only Marvel show that is actually getting better as it goes. I'll put it that way. But uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Aside from Riley Keough, we are we already mentioned Coleman Domingo, uh, also in this movie Nicholas Braun and Ariel Stachel. So this movie premiered at Sundance in 2020. So it's been a long time since I saw it, about a year and a half. But I remember it pretty vividly, and I did have the the good fortune to be able to see it on the big screen. A lot of people can see it on the big screen now in the U.S. thanks to the vaccines and all of that. It's now being released by A24. And when I initially saw the movie, I, I I liked it. I was like a B minus on it. I wasn't the biggest fan. And and this was one of the buzziest titles. People were really looking forward to this. And I remember responding to it in a way where I just, I think my biggest criticism with it, and I maintain, 
is that I just don't think it ends very strong. It, it has so much confidence throughout. It feels like all of the style, all of the substance. This is directed by uh, Janiza Bravo. And you just really tell she's assured in this movie that she wants to make this movie. Everybody wants to be here. Everybody's interested. Like the people telling the story are interested in the story. And you can tell, you know, that Bravo herself, like she knows how to make really good short films. She's know how to, she knows how to take premise, like a premise that feels kind of like short and sweet and kind of expanded a bit. And I kind of just throughout this movie, I found myself just not quite feeling the screenplay, like feeling like the end result of it really being worth it at the very end. I just felt like it was missing something I, and some kind of secret ingredient. Now that said, I've only seen the film once and it was a while back. Will Ashton, you saw this pretty recently. What did you think of Zola? I, I think I ultimately liked it a little more than you did, but I did find myself in a similar position where I was really digging the vibe of it and what it was doing in terms of perception and what it was saying about like cultural appropriation and about the just the general hassles of sex worker life and uh, while also being you know very flashy but not in a like overly uh, like I guess almost an aggressive fashion maybe some people will feel that way but I feel like the movie it is visually very striking. I, I One thing I really love about the film is that it has the crisp 60 millimeter film. So it has that like, you can kind of feel like the grime of everything. You can kind of like, when you go into like a scuzzy hotel, you can kind of feel like the murkiness in your mouth a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just like, I, I love when movies use film in that way. And they, they use film as a medium to like, kind of get you into the perception of the characters and make you feel like you're living in them. Uh, I remember I thinking that. of Florida Project a lot during this. Sure. Thing. I mean, I don't think I would agree in terms of, like, the stories, but I think, like, as, No, as, no, like, no, but, like, the setting, the like, feel. it's another Florida movie. It kind of mm-hmm. has the sex work thing, too, but I think, like, kind yeah. of just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, because I think... I was thinking more of like American Honey mixed with like maybe Spring Breakers or something. I guess those are two movies that came to mind for me, probably because they're both A24 films and this is very much an A24 film, even though I believe they didn't produce it, though I, certainly obviously they acquired it from Sundance. But, yeah, I believe that's the case. Yeah, they distributed yeah. it from Killer Films. But um, yeah, like, like you're essentially like, like um, I think it's very confident and knows what it wants to do from a uh, visual perspective and I think the story moves along in a very zippy fashionable way uh, and I love the performances for the most part I think uh, as you're mentioning Taylor Page and Riley is it Keenow? I never quite know how to pronounce her last name I always I check like, every time I see her in something new and I always forget so I apologize I, I just mm-hmm. say Keo but I don't Keo? think that's correct I don't know. Honestly, I, 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 yeah. it could be Co it could, you know Riley K yeah I mean I think I really love like the yin and yang of their performances. Like obviously Riley is, is kind of playing it up uh, in a way that, you know, it feels very exact and it's also obviously heightened, but it, it doesn't feel like overly heightened to the point where it's like out of the realm of plausibility. Like I, I think if you, you've seen some people in, in your life like this, you, you'll kind of like have like uh, maybe yeah. like a sweat of like, 
Uh, oh, I know this person. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, geez. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, from the opposite perspective, like, Taylor Page is, like, she can, like, shoot someone down with just, like, a steely gaze in a way that I think is really effective here. I've heard some people say it, like, she's maybe a little bit too passive as a protagonist for the film. which nah, I mean, she's the strong, silent type. Right, that's why I kind of took that approach from it. And I, I can see why people feel that way, but I think, by and large, I think she does have agency, and I think she... Uh, you know, I, I think I think the story belongs to her and it doesn't feel like the the extremism of the su- supporting characters overtakes from her perspective or what she wants to get out of this whole ordeal. Uh, and likewise, like, as we we're mentioning, Coleman Domingo, I think is fantastic. Uh, just like a full like thunderous force in this movie in a way that I think is like, obviously charming and then unsettling, sometimes like going right back to back in one scene. And then Nicholas Braun, I don't think he's doing anything we haven't seen before, but I just think his like puppy dog energy throughout is very charming and funny. Like there's yeah, one it's scene. Still well cast. Yeah. yeah. Like there's one scene where like he's like in the hotel room, he doesn't know what's happening. Like you can like see him out the window, and he looks like a little puppy dog that's just like watching his owners leave the house. And he's just like you can almost basically hear him like whimpering, just being like, Whoa, like what what what? <laughs> it's just it, it like you said, perfectly cast in that role. And I guess that's why I, similar to you, like I think I was hoping it was going to build up something very grand or like have like that kind of like final punch. And then when we got to the ending, it's just like, well, well, that's uh, how things go sometimes. All right. Tip your yeah, waiters. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, it's, it's like missing like, not a third act, but it's like missing a final scene almost. I don't know. I guess I just feel like maybe it just need to like say something more at the end to really kind of like have that wallop and. I don't know. I I didn't read the thread before I saw the film. I started reading it afterwards. So, I mean, it does kind of just feel like it's left dangling and and at the way. And it's just like, I feel like there was some resolution there that needed to be shown, even if it was fabricated, to give this like some sort of like catharsis or something. Like something that would like really give this film some kind of like sense of completionism or something. But as it is, it just kind of leaves you dangling in a way it's just like, oh. Okay. Like, it's not like I'm unsatisfied. I was entertained throughout. And I think what it's doing and what it's saying is often on point. I found myself kind of wondering, is this like, well, if it ends here, like, what's the greater point ultimately? Like, what are we trying to say on the whole outside of just like the general kind of commentary that's that's sprinkled throughout the film? And in the end, I just found myself kind of wanting in that regard. But I guess that's why I find myself frustrated. So, like, I think the stuff around the film is generally good to very good that it just kind of feels like if it had nailed that ending, it would have been an all-around just really tremendous film. I just, I think there is something here to, like, you're making a movie about a Twitter thread. So lean in on that. And I think that instead of leaning in on what that means for a story like this to be translated into this medium instead i think the, the movie just kind of falls on some cheap gimmicks there are at least things that feel like gimmicks to me like the the notification sounds and just some of the like different things they try to add in like at some point we get a different pov and i a lot of it felt like they're trying hard to justify this like we, we no this is a real movie trust us like yeah it's based on twitter thread but you know it just that part of it doesn't have confidence, but it what works about the movie is that Taylor Page and Riley Keough, Coleman Domingo, I mean, they are bringing it, and I think that their characters are really complex, and they're very interesting. There's a lot going on, I think, between Page and Keough's characters, the dynamic between them, I think, is pretty fascinating. It's just, it's like you say, it's... It, it's not trying to it's not trying it's trying too hard in all the wrong ways i think i think that another thing if i can reference 
yet another movie, I I would honestly look at something like Ingrid Goes West. Now there's a movie that it's not based on like an Instagram thing, but it's based on Instagram. And it's it takes like what Instagram means today to certain people and it, it embellishes, it exaggerates it, but it does it in a dark, pointed way and in, in a way that makes it very memorable, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that film is also better at communicating just the general artifice of being online in a way that it, it does have its like foot in some reality, but it's also like aware of just like the general sort of emptiness of online life in a way that I find really affecting and haunting. And I think the movie at times, this movie, Zola, I think it communicates that at times, but I also think it's also trying to be fairly rooted in some reality that it doesn't really lean into that as much. And I know a lot of people disagree and that's fine, but I, I find myself kind of feeling like it didn't have that balance quite as effectively. That's what I'm feeling too. I, I, I'm feeling like it's telling a story that people will definitely recognize about, you know, the way that, you know, different cultures are appropriated, right? And how the Zola character, she has to say and, and act and behave a certain way for her own preservation because she then she's forced to see, you know, kind of put up with Stephanie's antics because she knows the power dynamic in certain scenes. And it's sort of about like why we do the things that we do and, and how these things get pushed. But I just think that like, again, if you, the whole point of the Twitter thread, the reason it went viral, it wasn't because of the story itself. It was the way that she told it. And so if you're going to bring that to film, I think you have to preserve what is so like the energy of a thread and what a thread means. And instead, I think they just sort of made like a formulaic retelling. And then they realized it was kind of formulaic and then threw in, like I said before, like all the gimmicks to sort of like justify what they were doing. And so that's why I've been a little bit harder on this film than most. Uh, I think I was like pretty low on it coming out of Sundance. As time went on, I, I you know, my opinion for it improved somewhat. I thought like, okay, you know, like maybe I'm not giving it enough credit for, you know, some of the things it does actually do in some deft ways. And I think the style of this pushes it really far and the performances do too. So I, I'm still, I'm still pretty favorable on it. I, I'm like kind of between a B minus and a B. I keep wavering though. I, I think I'll probably end up in B territory, but while I, while I sit, I sit over here and tweet my feelings, uh, you, you can go ahead and give your final grade, I guess. Yeah. I'm similar to you, I guess, in that I, I when it ended, I was a hundred percent sure where I landed on, and I was ultimately positive, but I did kind of feel myself uh, left wanting like something at the end there to really make it feel like I got the full experience out of it. By the end, I just kind of felt like, okay, so like, what am I? What's what was the greater thing that that feels absent here? And as I read reviews, I read different perspectives on the film. I generally do kind of I find myself more appreciative of the film because I I find myself admiring more what it's able to do at its best moments. And I do think uh, a lot of the like just the technical aspects of it are really strong. I think the sound design is very strong. Strong. Um, I think the score from Mika Levy. It's not my favorite from him, but uh, or sorry, her. Uh, Mika Levy, um, I, I do really like what she has done elsewhere. And I, I think, you know, like comparing this to something like Kajillionaire and Minari, I don't think it quite reaches those heights. But I, I, I do think overall it, it does show that's like, yeah, this is like what I want from A24 in general, like strong performances, a clear perspective, some very keenly aware social perspectives as well. But yeah, I, I don't think it quite 
sticks the landing in a way that makes me fully appreciate it in a well-rounded sort of way. But as time goes on, I do really think that it is saying something interesting. And uh, I, I think a lot of people are really going to latch on to this in a, in a way that I can certainly understand. I, I think it has its, it's uh, fingers on the pulse in a way that I think is going to make it both an interesting time capsule and also uh, a film that that might show us a, a glimpse of like what movies are going to be in the future. So it does it does give me some some hope in some good ways. Though I will say, please don't make any more movies about Twitter threads. I, I think in general, uh. like this is uh, the exception to the rule. I think I'm open minded, but you know I, I get what you're I, I get what you're I know how you're feeling. You know I yeah. get what you're saying. I was just going to mention real fast, uh, Mika Levy, you, you kind of made it sound like she also did the score. I know you, I don't think you meant to do this, but she didn't do the scores for Kajillionaire or Minari. That was Emile Massieri. Oh, uh, sorry. She did this, my bad. She did the score for Jackie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Um, mixing up my composers. Normally, I wouldn't have ca- caught it, but Emile Massieri is one of my yeah. favorites. <laughs> so when I heard that, I was like- Sorry, but Mika Levy did um, Under the Skin, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I love the score for Under the Skin. I think that's one of my favorite scores from the past few years. So I know she's done like a lot of stuff that I really like. So I was mixing her up uh, with one of your favorite composers. So uh, my bad. I apologize for that. I, I like to think it's because you were just putting yourself in my shoes for a day. And, sure. You know, it was just um, getting all confusing. I will push back, though, on one thing you said. I, I don't really think the film is quite as gimmicky as you're suggesting. I think in some ways it, it kind of verges onto that, but I think it's also doing some interesting things. For instance, like I think there's a keen point to why we, we flip perspectives in that one scene. Like it, it is presented in a comical fashion, but there is something about that I feel is also kind of melancholic in a meaningful sort of way that um, I don't know, like stuff like that really stands out to me more as I think about the film. So I don't want to like dismiss the film as like, leaning into gimmicks but i can kind of see what you mean in that like it does kind of like have a flashy approach that that can be at times a little grating all right well that is zola it is now available to watch in theaters and i i do think that yeah if you're in the mood for an a24 kind of movie if you're looking for something that definitely uh, other critics like a lot more <laughs> But I, I know plenty of people who really, really love this film, and I, I can totally understand why. Just I don't think really worked for me in, in all of the same ways. But I, I yeah. happily, you know, I'm glad I saw it, and it, it has aged well for me over mm-hmm. time. So. Oh, did I get my grade? I think you were getting to it. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I give this a low B. I thought you were going to give it a Z. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, that is Zola. It is uh, just, uh, how long is it? 90 minutes, hour 30. Very yeah, clean. it's real short and it moves fast. I'll give it that. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.